Hello everyone, welcome back to Grown Ups the Podcast. Hi Ellie, how are you? Hi girl, for the first week in months I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> you submitted your all your coursework, right? I did and I've had, we're recording this just after the bank holiday weekend guys and I've taken some annual leave. Um, One of our rules is never to take annual leave unless you're leaving the country, but I was so burnt out. I was like, I need some annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> It was really bad. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm not really working this week because for the rest of the week as well, it's Tuesday today, guys. But for the rest of the week, I'm on inspection. So I'm not even in the office. It feels like a whole week off. It's fantastic. I'm in such a good mood. How are you? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm absolutely disheveled. Oh, no. Well, our I... bank holiday weekends were very different. What did you get up to? Yeah, guys, Ellie submitted her coursework. She went to the spa. She had a very relaxing weekend. I literally <laughs> went out. From from Thursday, yeah. Thursday, fr- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You're disgusting every night. Mm-hmm. <gasps> how are you still standing? I'm still standing. <laughs> I really don't know how. Uh, vibes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it was so fun. Like, I've just, I just had a really fun weekend. So, no, no complaints. I- to be fair, if the vibes are there and you're feeling good, then it's worth it. It's well worth it. You can catch up next weekend. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I'm feeling well rested. You're feeling the opposite, but we're ready. We're ready for a good, a good episode, guys. We hope this Monday is bringing you nothing but positivity. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just feel like now that August bank holiday is over, the next thing is Christmas. <laughs> no, I know. I was literally looking at. <laughs> First of all, it's starting to get darker like a little bit later. Uh, sorry, earlier. Earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is stressing me out. It's starting to get colder as well. Like, I was needing jumpers for all these events that I was going to. Like, what the hell? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it is. But I went into Asda the other day and they have um their, like, cinnamon candles out for autumn and I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. I love the smell of autumn. Like the smells that are associated with autumn. So I'm in a good mood. I yeah. do like the smells associated with autumn, to be fair. Yeah, it's lovely. So anyways, as always, we're going to start our episode off a little bit lighthearted with our, in this week's episode of Being a Dumb Bitch. Mm-hmm. So someone said, as an associate at a large corporate, I receive training each quarter. And after each training session, an email is sent around with the names of those who missed it, asking why they missed it. For reference, leadership for copy dim. Long story short, but I got called out in one of these name and shame emails on a bad day. So I went back to the email and said something along the lines of, no intro, just, I attended this session and do not appreciate your email saying otherwise. Please correct your records and email below accordingly. (laughs) It's giving passive aggressive or slightly aggressive aggressive, to be honest. (laughs) Short and sharp. (laughs) This would have been fine. Oh shit. This would have been fine had I not stupidly responded all. Oh my god. All the associates at my firm and leadership, oh, have now been witness to my salty ass email. Embarrassed to say the least. Always remember to check who the email is addressed to before you hit send. Girl, so yeah, the, the, that's bad. All I'm saying is you, you are people are going to be chatting shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a fact. <laughs> Oh, that's techie. Do you know what? The thing is, the good thing is people will forget about it soon. It hurts in the moment. Like you do not, I've definitely done a respond all. But I'm also like, never ever send anything salty that's like in evidence. Do you know what I mean? That's there yeah. forever. 
I, I would never, even sometimes, yeah, when we're having, we're speaking to a client or something and they're asking something so unreasonable and I want to reply just to my team, like, are they joking? What I do instead is I go onto Teams and I'm like, yeah. have you seen this email? Are they joking? I'll never, because I'm so scared of that. But what this person needs to do and what everyone needs to do in this life is have a delay to your emails so it doesn't yeah, you mentioned straight that. away. You have to have a delay because at least if you have like a two minute delay, even 30 seconds or something, you can just quickly review it and undo, unsend the email because, oh, sticky. Yeah, that's techie. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But these things happen. We're not alone. I I know people who have sent, sent like respond all emails and they're terrible. So it is what it is. Can I ask? I don't know if this person's a, a woman or a man, but if it was a man, would it be that deep? Do you think they would care that much? It's so bad, but I'm going to say no. I feel like men I don't think feel... So. I actively do this. Like, I'll be sending a response. And I'm like, why am I cushioning things up so much? Like, let me just get to the point. And I have to, like... I hate that I have to say it like this, but I have to put myself... If I was a man, how would I respond to this? And just get to the point and not put, like, exclamation marks and stuff like that. The oh, female don't. urge <laughs> to put exclamation marks on everything... I just have I to am the queen, the queen of exclamation marks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I think in one email I've had about five exclamation marks. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for your email. Yeah, looking it's forward bad. to hearing from you. Like, it's no, remove the exclamation mark. You want to be assertive and to the point. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? In hindsight, your email isn't that deep. You were just saying it to the point. But I definitely, yeah, I think a woman would come across as like aggressive, as you say, whereas a man would just come across as blunt. And blunt exactly. has less negativity associated with it than aggressiveness. Exactly. Completely agree. But yeah, thanks for sharing. We do love your dumb bitch examples because it always makes me feel better about mine. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> oh, should we jump into our dilemma? What have we got? Okay. Someone said, hey girls, dilemma slash rant incoming. I work in finance. Shout out to my finance people. <laughs> <laughs> I work in finance and majority of the people I work with are in the US. Despite this, my manager insists I'm in the office every single day, as in five days a week. Mm. Considering we used to do this before COVID, I gave up arguing with him and decided to suck up the five days. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing, man? <laughs> Until now. This week, I found out a colleague I work with who has just one kid has been allowed to work flexi hours. So four days a week instead of five with longer hours. So doing like longer days for those four days. And to come in. Yeah, I'd love that. I would 100% do that. And to come into the office only twice a week. That's half of his working week. And I have definitely seen him leave earlier than his contracted hours. Is this unfair or do I just have no sympathy because I'm still young and personally don't want kids? Should I say something to my boss? Let me know what you think, please. I will say something. Are you saying something? I don't think that's fair. Even if he does have a child, that's not fair. I don't think that's fair. But you don't, like... It's them ones you don't know their contract. Like, they might be leaving earlier but finishing work at home. Maybe mm. they're leaving earlier to pick up their kid and then they'll be working till, like, 9pm to catch up on those hours or something. But I do think if I if they don't have to be in the office, why do I? I'd, I would I would yeah. ask, I would say, can we revisit my time in the office and my flexibility to be able to work from home? I can see that 
X person is doing it successfully. Is there anything that's stopping you from trusting me to do the same? You sound so professional. I can see the X person is doing this successfully. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I agree. Don't at him. Like, I think the flexi hours is fair because he have kid has a kid and you probably have no right to that. I think that should be on a case per case basis. Yeah, but I think it's sounding like an exception, not the rule. Yeah. But I think the work from home is out of order because if you can successfully do your job at home, then you should be allowed to do your job at home if other people are. Like if that's a culture within the team, then I think that's kind of out of order. Especially if most of your team are in the US. Yeah. What benefit is for you being in the office? Will he even know if you're not in the office? Actually, I'm not I'm not telling you to come out here and lie about being in the office. <laughs> no, but that's like me. Like my whole team is no one in my team is in London or in England. So when I go in, I'm literally going in to like see other teams and socialize, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but if my whole team was here, then yeah, but it doesn't make sense for me to go into the office every day. It doesn't change how I work within my team. So why I don't understand why he's being difficult. Yeah, I definitely come at this from a positive point of view, like Maggie said, like put it very nicely and be like, oh, he's doing so well at home. I wondered if maybe I could take some time at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, maybe just suck it up because, yeah, a lot of places are just going back to the normal. And if you want something else, then maybe you have to look at a career change and somewhere that actually puts that in your contract. Because if it wasn't in your contract, then really, truly, he's in the right. Yeah. I'm assuming I manage as a man. Yeah, I think I think they said it's a man. But also, if the most of the colleagues are in America, then the time zone is so different. Like, they won't be working till midday our time anyways. So it's like, I don't understand how that's an excuse to be in the office. Yeah, I don't get that. I think raise it and then decide what you want to do from there. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Fantastic. We hope that helps. <laughs> If our advice is terrible, yeah, you need to come and tell us. <laughs> because... so, follow up, I did take your advice and now I'm fired. So thanks for that, guys. Imagine that. No, I actually would love to, to know if anyone takes our advice. <laughs> I'd recommend probably not taking it, but anyways. Um, so into our poll, we were thinking about like different jobs this week and... Like just where you end up in life and how people judge you based on your job. Because as this is something I say to you all the time, Maggie, but I do feel like my job is my personality. When I when I meet people, the first thing I ask is, oh, so what do you do for a living? Do you not? 100%. And I noticed this when I was traveling as well, that like when I'm traveling, that's not what people ask me. Like in London, and if I, like when I was in Brazil, when I was in like a big city, that is what people would ask you first. But everywhere else... We've gotten like two hours into the conversation. It's like, oh, like, what do you do, by the way? Like, it's it's mm. not. So I do think definitely here there is this culture of you are your job. And if you if you yeah. say a, a job that like it will change how I look about you based on your job. It's bad to say, but I think it does me too. Do you know what? I was reading a book, yeah. And because of these like associations with your job and like who you are as a person, it was saying that when you meet people, you should never ask what they do for a living or what their job is. You should ask how they fill their time, which I think is so lovely. Wow. Because, oh my gosh, because I bet you get such different answers. Like people would set, tell you their hobbies instead of their job. Yeah. And you get to know them on such a deeper level and you're not insulting them. If like, for example, they don't work because of like disability or they're a stay at home mom or something like that. And they find that offensive. 
yeah how nice oh so how do you feel your time I love that I was like that's so cute it stuck with me that is really nice I'm gonna try and do that okay let's do it and tell each other how we get on I'm actually okay. yeah I'll try I'll try yeah but basically so we didn't do a poll um but we asked people what preconceptions do people have of you based on your job and we got some I think most of them were fairly expected to be honest but Wait, what do, you, what do you, what do what preconceptions do you think people have of you when you tell them your job? I think the property industry is like we just go out a lot, mm. we drink a lot. Mm. Are they wrong? <laughs> I think it depends which part of the property industry you're in. Like in my current seat, I don't need to go out as much, but I'm changing teams next week and I'll be, I'll be out all the time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um. I think, I think it depends. I don't think you have to, but I think it probably is part of the culture. It's probably not a, a misconception. Mm. Actually, another one is probably that you're quite like sporty and outgoing. Right. A lot of people are sporty, but some people aren't outgoing. Like some people are quite quiet. Is it? I wouldn't say I'm mad outgoing. Am I? I wouldn't say I am. I'd say you're outgoing enough. Maybe. I'd say Maybe. you're outgoing. Yeah, you are. I like to claim introvert whatever it is and I think it's a lie do you actually do you know what we talk about how we live such different lives but you do go out more than me during the week and that's a fact yeah <laughs> I just I think I like to protect my my time and my weekends and my energy mm-hmm. yeah because otherwise I get too tired yeah. anyways enough about us <laughs> um what did the people say someone said I work in a hospital first four isn't that the NHS has a corporate side so she works in the corporate side of the NHS. So people don't think that they just, I'm assuming they assume that she's like a nurse or something. Yeah, I probably would have had the same thought. To be honest, I, I didn't really know that the NHS had a corporate side. There's actually, the NHS is a whole business in itself. Like there's there's a whole, there's like a legal department, there's the HR, like there's so much. Yeah, I only knew this because I work, the NHS for a client. So I work with their property team, which is right. mad because, yeah, I wouldn't have thought immediately. Yeah, I also would have thought, oh, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're, I don't know, a receptionist. Not like, oh, you work in the property team. Or, yeah, you're a lawyer from the NHS. It's true. Yeah. So mad. Yeah, makes sense. What else do people say? On that note, I'm sorry, I saw something about... Oh, here it is. So someone said... Um, when they work in the public sector, people immediately think they're lazy. Right. I actually think that is such a mis. I think people that work in the public sector work harder than I the agree. private sector. I would have thought the same. I think a massive pre. I, we didn't have this, but a massive preconception as well with having sisters that are teachers is that people think they're lazy because they get thirteen weeks off. Mm-hmm. Or like not lazy. People don't think they're lazy, but people think they have an easy job. Yes. And it wasn't until my sisters became teachers, I'm not going to lie, even I thought teachers had an easy job. Um, it wasn't until they became teachers, I was like, oh my God. Like they work their Easter, they work their half terms. Yeah, exactly. Like more time, they need that time off to actually catch up on everything at work. And the thing is about public sectors is that public sector jobs is that they tend to be underfunded. So there's usually not enough people to cover all the many projects that you're trying to do. So you're actually overworked because you work in the public sector. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. Peak times. Peak it is jarring times. when people like 
if people were to say, oh, you work in the public that time, you don't do a good job, do you? I'd be so annoyed. I, I'd be like, excuse me, I'm carrying the society on my back. Shut up. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> what else do we have? Um, Someone said that I do nothing all day because I'm always report- responsive on my phone. I work remotely. <laughs> this is me. Um, I actually think remote workers work smarter. They still work hard. Yes, I I will fight for us. I think, <laughs> to be honest, it depends on the nature of your job, right? Because a lot of people have work group chats on WhatsApp and they're talking yeah. to people through WhatsApp. Like I know some people in the Brazil team will WhatsApp me instead of team messaging me on Teams and stuff because that's just what they do in their team over there. So that is not... So I guess you're on your phone naturally, right? Or if you have WhatsApp on your desktop, then you just see it, then you can just quickly reply. Mm. Doesn't mean you're not working hard, just means you're better at multitasking, love. <laughs> yeah, and I also find like, sometimes if I'm working from home, because I'm not doing my commute, I'll actually work a little bit later, but then I'll fit in some like, well, when my mum was away and I wasn't doing the, ha- I was doing the housework, I'd do some housework during the day, but then yeah. I still make up my hours. Like, it's not that you're being lazy, it's just that you're multitasking, yeah. That's exactly me. Like if if I need to clean the bathroom or something, I'll do that just before having lunch. And then but then I'll work later to make up for the time. As long as you're attending the meetings and everything's getting done, you're just more flexy with it. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Um, this is an interesting interesting one. So someone said, I work in meteorology. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> People think I do no work. Wait, hold on. Because the weather is always wrong. Or they think I'm a weather reporter because apparently I'm not smart enough to predict it. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is about weather, it's so hard to predict because things can change like this. So you're actually, people that work in weather are working hard. It's not their fault that things just change very quickly. And it's all models and stats. Boy, you have to be clever. Like, I couldn't do that. You do. You have to be so clever and fully understand, like, climate patterns and what's happened in yeah. the past and predicting what's going to... Guys, they're Don't. trying to predict what's happened, <laughs> what hasn't happened yet. Like, it's a hard job. That takes me back to um, geography undergrad and I don't want to be there right now. So I know. let's move on from this let's, one. Let's move on because I also have PTSD. Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, someone said... A preconception is that I'm uneducated and that's why I do construction work. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Oh. If I'm being real, majority of the time when you look at people who have gone into construction, it's because it's quite an easy route to get into. As in there's no interview. It's usually covered when you're 18, like as a route instead of doing A-levels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I can understand where that preconception has come from. But having a partner who actually works in the construction industry, I appreciate how hard it is. And like his mental maths needs to be good. Like when he's yeah. fitting windows or doors or like putting tiles to make them straight. It's actually hard. It's really hard work. Yeah. So do you know what? I feel like it's just a different smart, isn't it? It's still yeah. it's something that's you're actually really educated in that sector to be able to do something like that. Like someone with a PhD wouldn't be able to do that. So it's just different smarts. I don't. I think it's the same with like BTEC sports and people who go into like um physiotherapy and stuff like that. 
at school they were always disrespected but actually you're needed like that job is needed and it's hard I wouldn't be able to do that like knowing where all the muscles are and how they work I'd not have a clue and these jobs are like I I've always said yeah if you have a degree and you work a standard nine to five most people can do that job if if they're trained right like yeah you could probably do my job if you were trained in it because you have a degree and you're like you have the intelligence to be able to do a nine-to-five job but with things like construction and physiotherapy that's so specific not anyone could do that job so actually you're probably more educated than people that have been to uni yeah it's true your skills are so niche and narrowed yeah yeah those preconceptions are wrong. I, I agree. But it's definitely it's definitely ones I've heard very commonly. Yeah. Um, another one in terms of like not a nine to five desk job is someone said they work in the creative industry and people always assume they'll offer up their talent for free. They think it's just a natural talent that comes easy. Mm, that is a good point, you know. That's true. Yeah. Because I guess like if you're, if you are a creative, people... Do you know, maybe I have this preconception as well because, like, I live with someone who's a creative, and I guess I do just always assume that she's always on. But it's actually you have to switch on and off, right? Like, like any job, like you don't want to be thinking about it all the time. You don't want to be putting that muscle to work every single hour of the day. Yeah, I because because like painting and stuff, or. I don't know what else like I don't know I'm, I'm immediately thinking of drawing and painting I'm like oh that must be so calming and easy you can just do that at any time of the day like your job makes you relax but really and truly it's probably quite stressful but that's like at the end of the day even if you love your job and your your job is your passion it's still a job at the end of the day you're gonna have days that you don't want to do it yeah that's that's a rude preconception I totally yeah. understand why you're annoyed about that <laughs> um Someone said accountants, a preconception that accountants are boring. (laughs) I've heard this one. And anyone in finance, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because they work so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always at their desks. But actually, I have a sister who's an accountant and she went out when she was young. Not now, she's a mum. But yeah, boy. (laughs) On the finance thing, I do think as soon as like, like there's this whole thing of like finance boys and stuff like that. Like there is this preconception of what finance people are like, which is why it's funny when I say that I'm in sustainable finance, people automatically are like, wow, like that's so cool. Like they, they think that like, they think like, oh, that's so cool. Like you're doing something that's good for the environment. Whereas if I meet someone and I, because more time if I say I work in sustainable finance, people are like, what is that? And if I can't be bothered to go into that conversation, I was just like, I work in finance. People don't say anything. They're like, oh, cool. If I say I work in sustainable finance, they're like, oh my gosh, wow. Like you're doing something good. Like good on you or whatever. So it's funny how like people have different preconceptions based on if it's sustainability or if it's not. That's really interesting. Yeah, mm. it's so true. And immediately, actually, if I think of finance, I do think of like rich white people, which is really bad. Yeah. But if I think of sustainable finance, I think of very quirky, um, like I don't know, trendy like, young. <laughs> don't 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 have a plastic bottle at home, like things like that. Yeah, which is mad yeah yeah we we, I do have I have loads of preconceptions actually um another one was oh PAs are young 
and pretty or old women. Is that a preconception or is that just the truth? I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I haven't seen a male PA in my firm. I don't have a, no, I, me neither. But yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah. Even, the, this is so bad, but even the word assistant makes me think of a woman. It It's like a female terminology to me. Yeah. But anyone can oh. be an assistant. I think it depends because assistant director. When I think assistant, I actually think assistant director. I don't know why. Right. Which then makes me think of a man. Oh, preconceptions are going wild. <laughs> I'm all about breaking barriers, though. Please, please, please. We're not supporting these like judgments that we have. We're, we're working to. We just have them. them, but you know, let's change them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that same note as well, someone said, because I'm a woman, I must be a nurse, not a doctor. Ouch. I hate that. This I feel like this happened to someone I know. Or like I've heard of someone saying this. The person was like, get the doctor. And they was like, I am the doctor. Yeah. Don't don't try me. Don't try yeah, imagine. me. After all those years of hard work. Oh, you'd be so annoyed. Let put respect on my name. It's doctor. <laughs> D-R. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> doctor, bitch. <laughs> Should we leave it there? I think we've said quite a few. Yes. Yeah? Okay, let's jump into our news story then. What have you got for us? Okay, so this kind of relates in terms of preconceptions. Um, It's about Lucy Letby. Oh, who? Lucy <laughs> Letby. Um, you know, the woman that was a nurse in a hospital and she got found out for, like, killing babies and having child pornography and stuff like that. Absolutely wild that this is even a thing. Like... No, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, the article title doesn't really relate to what I want to say, but it's, um, we must beware the knee-jerk reactions to Lucy Letby's evil. So, unrelated. But um, this is an article from the Evening Standard. And the bit that I wanted to talk about, it says, um, the Lucy Letby conviction on multiple counts of murder and attempted murder feels the more shocking because the woman we see in photographs cradling infants or drinking cocktails at a, at a hen night at the height of her murder spree looks not only normal but downright attractive and pleasant and it made me think yeah at work we see people like we have our colleagues and we have these preconceptions of who they are outside of work and their kind of morality and who they are as people so it made me think how if there was someone like in your place of work that was doing a madness like do you think you can tell or is it would you be completely and utterly shocked like how how do you perceive people at work first of all did the article actually describe her as damn right attractive yeah yes it did this is a massive problem in this case by the way because because she's a white woman who's like attractive conventionally attractive they've been like they've been saying all of these terms to describe her whereas if it was like a man who was like fat and ugly or whatever it would be it'd be like I don't even know what they would call him but it would, the way that the papers would portray in this story is so mad to me that's wild it's basically saying an attractive person can't be a murderer very very weird yeah makes no sense um but no I'm terrible at reading people 
So I probably would have no clue and I'd probably be completely and utterly shocked. I cannot read people for the life of me. Like, I just take everyone and I think they're so sweet and kind. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, yeah. Sometimes I get bad vibes about people and I'm like, I even think I'm making up. So I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Are you good at reading people? Not... It really depends. So at work, there's someone who's in an open relationship and I found out, like, they told me about it at, like, on a work string thing and they were, like, talking about how it works and stuff like that. And I was really shocked. Not because, like, I'm a very open person, so it, it's not the fact that they're in an open relationship. Like, that's not the shock factor. It's just that I wouldn't connect him with that mm. lifestyle. And it's just it proper... And then this as well, like seeing how someone who looks so innocent quote unquote can do something so evil it's like you really can't put presumptions on people like you just have to take them at face value for what they treat you like but you can't make any assumptions about anything else outside of that yeah it's so true and I'm not gonna lie I'd be if that happened to me and I knew her like was working with her I'd then just be petrified of everyone else like I'd constantly be second guessing people yeah oh my god are they evil too like what Mm. she did was wild it was it's crazy yeah but let's not end this episode on such a dark note (laughs) we've got our light-hearted glass door review to finish us off um so this one's like a bit of a story time actually so on glass door review several people left bad reviews about this one company Mm -hmm. someone said deceptive unethical poorly managed no sense of direction Someone else said, you will hate working here. Please read all the reviews. And then someone said, for the love of God, do not work here. What? Yeah, boy, the firm were getting mad reviews. Um, So basically the head of the firm then went and issued a subpoena to Glassdoor, basically asking for all the details. We've left these bad reviews. What? Which is mad, sorry. No, it's confidential. Help just change your working culture and then the Glassdoor reviews will change. Like, you can't subpoena it from Glassdoor. Are you joking? Glass. Basically, Glassdoor said no because of freedom of speech, as they should. Um, And then the person responded. It was like a whole article. They basically said, unfortunately, most of these people are unwilling to recognise their shortcomings and they turn to anonymous blogs to spit their venom. The reality is that they should be upset with their parents for raising lazy and incompetent young adults, but they choose to spew false information on blogs such as Glassdoor. The majority of these posts contain blatantly false information. We are going to obtain the identities of these cowards and bring them to justice. You are joking. How wild. Can I just say, their response confirms every single Glassdoor review. If that's how they're responding, you know they're, they're yeah. spiteful. That one was mad. So before you get a job, guys, check Glassdoor. <laughs> I will always check Glassdoor. Oh my gosh, I hope one day we can get sponsored by Glass- Glassdoor since we talk about them so much. <laughs> Imagine that! We actually should. Start adding <laughs> them in the podcast episodes. <laughs> Everyone add them on YouTube under our video. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, anyway, I feel like that was a nice, light-hearted episode. Positive vibes. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Think about the next bank holiday that's in December. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any thoughts, feedback, any 
on this week's episode of being a dumb bitch any dilemmas please send them in to grownupsthepodcast.gmail.com or dm us on instagram or tiktok at grownupsthepodcast thanks everyone bye